When you spend time with the really difficult thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and often they're the childhood stuff, and you do it in tandem with tapping, you don't have to spend 20 or 30 years in talk therapy. For me, it was three months to change my life. Well, welcome everyone. Now, many of you are familiar with the Freedom Circle and you are members. Some of you are not, and you've jumped in for this event, which is great. The Freedom Circle is, is my private group where we do everything from things like we're going to do today, which is emotional freedom technique, lowering anxiety, stress. We've done branding, sales. We've done breath work, meditation. Uh, we'll do some of that in the future as well. Next week, next a week from today, we have a priority and time management uh, session going on as well. And I'd like to introduce Todd. Todd and I met I don't know, several months ago, we spoke at a health and wellness conference. Mm -hmm. And Todd, I'll let you dive into your background, but 30 years of coaching, life mentoring. Uh, I don't hold it against you uh, that you have been affiliated with the University of Illinois. And uh, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye. But you've worked with people affected by domestic abuse, uh, drug addiction. Um, and so, Todd, if you could kind of share your background, who you are. And uh, Todd gave a wonderful presentation at this health and wellness conference. We've gotten to know each other. Um, we've run into each other out on the trails. Mm -hmm. Todd's taken a dip in Oak Creek and I was there with the boys and we were hiking around. So Todd would, would love for you to introduce yourself and who you are. Great. Hey, welcome to the medicine bubble of Sedona, as we call it. Um, I'm uh, I'll talk briefly about myself, but I want to, we want to move more into what will really serve you, support you in terms of reducing stress, being grounded, being present. Um, I'm most interested in understanding our minds and, and mastery. And I really draw on ancient wisdom. Uh, I went to the university of Illinois, one of the top 20 programs in the nation at the time, <laughs> uh, in, in graduate school and i've learned more from one book uh on ancient wisdom than i learned in three years at grad school at the university of illinois and, and my my degree was split in both mental health and schools but i'm most interested in um mental mastery understanding our mind and it's so amazing if you think about it in a very simple yet powerful way the mind is the source of all happiness in the mind is the source of all suffering. Think about that. The mind is the source of all happiness and the source of all suffering. Pain comes from, if I was to hit Kurt, that comes from our body temple. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I only discovered the emotional freedom technique a couple of years ago. I worked with a real master who was in the wilderness of New Mexico and I'm, when I find something that will really change my life, I'm all in at a 10. Unlike a lot of people, and I'll be honest with you, I work with a lot of clients, and I'm like, you know, if you make a commitment to three to five of these distinctions, I'll teach you, it'll change your life. But not all of them do the work, and it's really, it's really disappointing. Um, do you want to talk about that at all, Kurt, a little bit, just about commitment and diligence? Yeah, I think it's – I think it's um you know, I, and I harp a lot and, and, and people who have been, those of you who've been through my, uh, boot camps, I, I really, if I, if there's one word I repeat over and over and over and it's consistency and it's not mm -hmm. about hard work. It's just about, it's about consistent work. Cause when you're consistent, you don't need, I, I was just actually talking to a client this morning about diet, for example. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't need a cheat day if I'm consistent. 
right? It's, it's not like something where it's like, I'm going to have a cheat day where I eat a lot of sweets. It's like, no, if I'm consistently 80, 20, the right way, mm -hmm. then I get this morning. I happened to sleep in. I woke, I, I you know, me sleeping in is like five 45, but the kids are up and it was, I didn't meditate this morning, but I didn't get down on myself for doing it. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, well I've done it every day for 14 days, even while traveling. It's okay. And I'll do it later today. But when you're consistent, you don't need days off. You know, when you're consistent, it's like people who go to the gym and they like work out hard for three hours and then I need four days off. It's like, just go for 20 minutes a day. And I find with what we're going to talk about today, uh, well, whether, whether it's meditation or whether it's tapping and, and emotional freedom technique, it is the hardest thing is just for meditation is just being consistent with sitting. And just going through it, not just going through the motion, but just being consistent about it. And it's not hard to do, but often the things that are easiest to do, we don't do because it's easy not to do as well. Mm -hmm. But with um, it's realizing that if you get caught in the vortex, uh, different vortex than we're here in Sedona, but the vortex of kind of the hamster wheel of I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I, I have all these clients and da da da, da, da have the, I don't like to call it the discipline but have the awareness to be able to stop what you're doing and say, okay, I'm going down this path and, and I'll do this with what we're going to talk about today. Emotional freedom technique. Okay. We're going down this path. My brain is on fire. I need to stop right now and tap away mm -hmm. what is causing you to be on fire. So that takes awareness, but it also takes the ability to stop, which is hard in our society right? Because it's all about go, go, go. Mm -hmm. We talk about the yin and the yang. It's all about the yang, right? We got to punch, fight, hustle, grind. And sometimes like having the discipline to not do that mm -hmm. is counterintuitive to what we want because we feel if we're sitting meditating, then we're not doing something. We're not, we're not tackling our to-do list or not, you know? And I think it's that way with anything regarding mental and spiritual growth where stopping is often harder than going because we've been conditioned to fight throw punches, go as hard as we can 20 hours a day. And if you don't feel guilty about it, uh, I would say create space and live in grace. We're always trying to add more and I'm no different. I read a lot. I'm always interested in connecting with people that are wiser than me, but create space and live in grace. We don't always need to add more and more and more. We need to create space, space for breathing, space for quietness, uh, space for new things to come in. And by the way, everything is already within you. It's just unraveling all the cultural conditioning. I used to say monkey mind, but now I say vortex mind, Kurt, because we're in, in, in <laughs> Sedona. Um, but creating space and the really deep meditators, um, it's just incredible what they're able to do by creating space. On a more pragmatic level, I worked as a music producer, right? Stevie Wonder, one of the great musicians of all time, transcendental meditation, most of his life. At one point, by creating space and just going within him, he wrote seven albums in one year and then released them over 10 years. That's what happens when you tap into your innate genius, your innate brilliance. That's all within us, but most of us are not able to tap into it. And, you know, in, in the context of the tapping, um, that allows you to create not only space, but I think better mental circulation in terms of um, reducing cortisol, moving the meridians, the chakras. Um, 
So I'll tell you a brief little story um, regarding me and the emotional freedom technique. So I mentioned I worked with a real masterful teacher in New Mexico, in the wilderness. It's, it's amazing I found her. I was all in with her. And I did some really deep stuff regarding uh, childhood trauma, stuff we don't ever want to go to. And by the way, um, when we don't address the really deep stuff, the developmental stuff, as we get older, it manifests as disease, heart problems, cancer, um, the molecules of emotion. It's so important to understand when we don't move the energy and the chi and, and spend time with the really difficult stuff. And I'm not talking about 20 or 30 years of talk therapy. I'm talking about, for me, it was three months, three sessions a week for three hours. This one was world-class. She said, you're done. You, you don't need me anymore. Um, partially because of the work we did, but also because of my diligence or consistency regarding, hey, I can do this on my own. I can uh, immerse myself in it. And uh, I continue to do it. Today, I was tapping right on the way over here in the car, just in terms of, uh, you can tap in a lot of different ways, but I was tapping in terms of, I command my subconscious, to guide me and to empower the individuals in this session to realize their greatness, to make a breakthrough, um, but tapping into my subconscious. So that's a little bit how I got introduced to it. I found it was the most powerful. I found in my life, it's the most powerful approach in terms of moving energy, which gets stuck, stuck in our body temples. Yeah. And, and I think someone, someone's car, I don't know if you can hear it is tapping away something right now. Um, the, you know, in, in the freedom business bootcamp, the, one of the ways that we talked about it was, you know, if, if you walked into your kitchen and you're like, I want to have a drink of my favorite beverage and you want, it's noon, right. And you wanted to have a water and you walk in there and it's filled with, uh, let's say you really hate whiskey, right. And it's filled with whiskey. You wouldn't just pour the water on top of the whiskey to drink it. What would you do? You wouldn't just empty out the whiskey. You would clean out the cup, right? Empty it out. You would clean it out so there's no traces of that. You would pour the water in and drink your water. And so what I compare it to is positive thinking is great. But if you just take the positive talk and you put it on top of the crap that's already in the cup, it's not going to do much, right? You have to empty out the cup and go back to zero. Right. And when you get back to zero, then you can fill it in with the good stuff, but you got to empty it out. And so for me, EFT and tapping is about emptying out some of the crap. Sometimes you got to get very specific with it. Like if I have a discussion with my mom on Sunday night and I wake up anxious about that discussion, mm -hmm. I get very specific about and, and, and we'll get into how you do it. But I tap that away to empty it out. Otherwise, that that it puts a block on your energy, on your mind, on, on everything that you have. And so getting back to zero, emptying out the cup so then you can refill it with the good stuff. And we had just in our boot camp incredible uh, results where I know, uh, I know, Jennifer, you shared some of your results. Um, we had a guy, uh, he was in Alberta, who's, who was trying to come up and, 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 and go, we were going through visioning activities, right? Mm -hmm. And he had a block, right? Because he, there were past 
kind of traumas, past conversations he had with people who didn't hire him. And so every time he tried to think about the future, kept going to the past in these conversations. Well, he started tapping away those conversations. You know, even though Jack told me, like I said, focus specifically on that person who didn't hire you because they told you this. Mm -hmm. And he focused specifically on that. And he said for the first time in weeks, his wife noticed as he was writing, he had a smile on his face. He said, which is, he's like, it may sound normal for you, but I never have a smile. Um, there was another guy who said he did it and he was having trouble focusing on his vision because he's in a job where every Thursday he has to go into the office and he hates everyone he works with. He would tap away those thoughts specifically, even though I don't like spending time with Jim. <laughs> I love and accept my, and he would tap mm -hmm. it away and then he would go and he had this lightness about him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of in, in what emotional freedom technique is, um, you know, I came about it reading a book by uh, Dawson Church. He's got a great book. One is Mind to Matter. And, and just yeah. to interject, my masterful teacher, her teacher is Dawson Church. With Dawson. That's and, it. He, he's epic and he's got a really good heart, too. Yeah, I listen to him on a, on a podcast. Yeah. And he talks about he now he combines EFT with this eco meditation that he does, but he, the EFT I mean, he they have tested they've working working with uh, uh, veterans with PTSD. Uh, they've tested cortisol levels before and after uh, tapping, and at a very basic level, and you can correct me, but at a very basic level, I tell people it's a combination between acupressure, meditation, and affirmations. Um, well, you know, well, but yeah, well, what I would add to that, Kurt, is um, so, you know, Tesla, every, if you want to understand the world, everything is energy, frequency and vibration. And so I think of tapping as some of you had acupuncture before. It's us being able to do acupressure on ourselves with our meridians and chakras and moving the energy. But typically tapping is used with uh, Western psychology, which I'm trained in. But what I like to do, Kurt, and you probably, you're probably a little bit aware of this, is I like to go beyond the Western psychology. And I was training, you know, Freud, Angel, Erickson, Jung, oh my God, just very confusing, with the ancient wisdom and the truths of interconnectedness, non-duality, impermanence. Most people are seeking uh not even happiness, but to feel good outside of themselves. The rushing, the struggling, the chasing for sensory pleasures when it comes back to everything is within us. And I, I began this whole podcast by saying all happiness comes from here and all suffering. So at a deeper level, I like to combine the, the energy work of the meridians and the acupressure points with a little, best, little bit of Western neuroscience, but more with the ancient wisdoms, and the universal truths on a deeper level. And, you know, you've got to be willing to really, if you want to look at what's not working in your life, um, all you have to do is typically go back to childhood to find out why you've got anger, you've got money issues, you work too hard or whatever. But on a real deeper level, you can tap uh, using the acronym of RAIN. And RAIN is recognizing your thoughts, okay? That recognition, it creates a space consciousness that's so powerful. Oh, I recognize I'm, mm. I'm anxious right now. Not to get triggered, but to go, oh, that anxiety, you're back again. So you've got to recognize, accepting it. It doesn't mean it's gonna take over your life, but it means like, I recognize the anxiety, I accept it, and I'm gonna transform it. 
the deeper work that almost nobody wants to do is the investigating. Where's the anxiety coming from? You know, you, you could attribute it to, to business or to work, but on a deeper level, what are the really underpinning downloads? What are the issues? A lot of them are uh, childhood. And then the end being the neutral or the uh, kind of the neutral approach of, oh, that's interesting. Anxiety, you're back again. I know you. You spent time with me. You're not going to take over my life. I'm going to do some tapping to transform you. But the deeper work, and I'll be honest with you, it's difficult for me too, is the investigating, not the out, not the outer perimeter emotions, but what is the real deeper work to do in terms of the um, having to be busy all the time or working a job that you don't like. You know, is there um, are there subconscious concerns about money and survival you know with, the, with your root chakra um but but to answer your question in terms of tapping i like to think of it as um my teacher jane said it was emotional surgery i said i said no jane it's non-invasive emotional yeah, right. surgery yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting it, it it um you know i've had back issues for 30 years and you know, that caused I, me to sit up straight. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like going to, to, to physicians because they did, would uh, cortisol or take a drug and then go sit on the couch. Well, if I had to sit on the couch, I would go nuts. Right. So I, I've seen a chiropractor for years and going to the chiropractor. But it also dawned on me the chiropractor is is a little bit invasive as well. And at some point I'm like, how long do I have to do this before you stop manipulating me? Um, and I know someone actually who went for years and actually it was like, I compare it to my kids' Legos. Once you, once you put them back and forth together a lot, all of a sudden the Legos are looser. And I have a friend who swears that his back just over time of manipulation is now just like, right? So this last time, maybe, uh, some of you remember, uh, Jennifer, Dan, you might remember in my, um, it, during the freedom, one of them I did seated because I had hurt my back and, and I know what did it physically. But having not only the recognition that, okay, my back hurts, but going beyond the, my back hurts because I just have a bad back right. and the investigation of, okay, yeah, I did something physically, but there's been a number of times where my back went out where nothing happened. Right. And I look, nothing happened. Right. And I look back and it's like, no, my back went out because I had an event that Thursday and it was stressing me out. And I know now that my energy gets caught in my back. Right. And it's like, imagine you dam up a river. That energy just keeps building up, building up and can't go. And so that would be in my back. And I would actually get calf cramps. I mean, there was not like the blood flow. Everything wasn't going down. So that investigation, in, in investigatory, is that a word? Uh, process allows me to say, okay, wait, I'm not a victim of genes or a bad back. I have to have awareness that what's up here is affecting what's happening in my body. And for the first time, I mean, this just happened a month ago, uh, tapping acupuncture and not being stupid and, and lifting while, <laughs> while in the midst of it, <laughs> it, it helped it without any manipulation of my back and your, your body can heal itself. If you allow space, like you said, mm -hmm. starting up here for it to heal itself, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and it's counterintuitive to just about everything we're taught. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the great opportunity is when you when you spend time with the really difficult thoughts, feelings and emotions, and often they're the childhood stuff. 
and you do it in tandem with tapping, you don't have to spend 20 or 30 years in talk therapy. For me, it was three months to change my life. Um, a lot of people don't want to go there uh, and they want to kind of look more at where they're at in life now. But, you know, you mentioned it in your presentation regarding the, the Jesuits and, you know, give me the child from the ages of zero to seven and I'll show you the man. But those are the really profound years where we get the downloads. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. We're in more of an alpha or a theta state when we're kids. And that's how we learn about the world. But most of us didn't come from the best families. Um, and we have the great opportunity there. The opportunity and the paradox is when you spend time with the really difficult thoughts, feelings, and emotions, often from childhood, in tandem with energy work, not just talk therapy, you can transform them. You can shift them. But, um, and they, they lose their power and they go back into your subconscious mind as a seed that's not being watered, as opposed to continually watering the seeds of suffering, of anxiety, my mom, my parents, my childhood, et cetera. Um, so I like to do the deeper work. I walk my talk. And once again, the message is in three months, I was able to create a tremendous shift of old blocks and old energies from adverse childhood experiences, which we all have. So before we get into actual tapping and looking at how it's done, I'd love to throw it open to any questions that you have about anything we've, we've discussed thus far or anything that, you know, you'd like to, to kind of deal with with it. Um, you know, I will say that, that, that I've used tapping as well on cravings, uh, you know, uh, kicking my two glasses of wine a night habit, I'll tap it away. Um, and rather than having guilt and shame about something, about feeling like I want this, I tap it away and then I'm cool with it. And, and it's amazing how, how that works. Uh, cravings, uh, you know, thoughts, anxiety in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, but, but before we, we kind of hop into it, I want to see if, if anyone has any questions or comments or yeah. insights. Steven, there was a, there was a, you mentioned earlier on that there was one book that did more than three years of graduate school. What was that one book? Well, one of my, so one of my great masters, his name, his name is Teknat Han, and he is uh, from the lineage of the Buddha. The Buddha is not a religion. The Buddha said, take what I share with you. If it serves you, use it. If it doesn't, discard it. But it, it, it's based on Buddhism. Um, but a, a really great one from Teknat Han, uh, one of his more current ones is called Anger. And it sold one million copies in South Korea alone. Oh, uh, that's, that's what I share with my clients. <laughs> Not North Korea, South Korea. Um, <laughs> I don't think they can get it in North Korea. <laughs> but uh, but Technot Han, uh, and I've read a lot of work of, uh, regarding the Buddha, but you know, in grad school and as an undergraduate, Freud, Angel, Erickson, Piaget. It, there was some merit, but it got me really, Freud really confused me, man. He messed me up. <laughs> but, but Buddhism, with the universal truths of non-duality, interconnectedness, everybody is rushing, struggling, and grasping outside of themselves for sensory pleasures when all happiness, everything is within us. It's just those universal truths. Um, most recently, I'm studying, I go really deep, a guy named Milarepa, who was one of the great, great yogis of Tibet. And he would go beyond meditation uh, with the voidness of the mind. 
um, one of the true great masters. And they could do supernatural feats, but they weren't into showing them off. But, you know, you go back a couple thousand years and people were so much more wise. They, they understood their <laughs> minds so much more than today. Why are you laughing, Kurt? Yeah, well, <laughs> and it's funny because you, you bring up uh, – I have a, a one that I just read from Thich Nhat Hanh called Be Here Now. Yes. Which is very helpful in terms of meditation and, and yeah. getting in that state. But when we when we bring up like Buddhism, and, and I want to go back to something you said was it's not a religion, right? It, it, and I'll bring up Taoism. And, and I had a guy who was trolling me on LinkedIn about how dare you do that? The only truth, you know, is Jesus and the gospel. It's like I grew up Catholic. And I was always told if you read Buddhism, if you read a book in Taoism, you are sinning. Right. And you're going to go to hell. And it's like, what I urge people is take off the team jerseys for a little bit, right? And read it and with an open mind. And what you realize is, first of all, they were all at about the same time, yeah. 2,000, 2,500 years ago. And if you read each of these texts with an open mind, especially the books that were stripped out of the gospel in like 335 or whatever, mm -hmm. in the Council of Nicaea, I won't get into that. <laughs> you see that they're all saying the same thing, you know, when you go back there and, and you realize that this isn't about us versus them and my team versus your team. And if you read the Tao, then you're sinning and you're going against the family and all this. If you read it with an open mind and realize that there's some great life advice in all of these texts, um, and a lot of them are about things that we've talked about today. Slow down, have compassion for yourself, um, create that space that uh, there is. Uh, do you know Jason Ames? Uh, he's here in town. He, he had a great quote. Yeah. It was over at Mark's uh, thing that yeah. there's a place called the Sedona Quantum Consciousness Center. And there's a guy talking and he said, you are, we all indiv as individuals are creators creating creation. And to realize that, you realize whether it's the gospel or the Tao or Buddhism, it's all about the fact that we have the power of whatever creator we believe in, that we have that power as well. And it starts up here. And and we, you know, growing up Catholic, we always said the Our Father, right? And it was like, as you grow up, it's like, give us this day our daily bread, which to us, we were programmed. That means you go down, you get on your knees, you beg and plead with a big man with a beard, you know, up on a throne to please throw me some scraps today. And now my mom and people would argue, we never said that. It's like, no, but I, I share this with fellow people who grew up Catholic and they're like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And what you realize when you read a lot of these texts and you step back and you give yourself that space and the awareness is maybe the daily bread was given to us when we were born and it's our creative thinking and our ability to create and do these things that starts up here, whether it's creating health, creating prosperity, uh, you know, whatever it is that it starts up here. And, and none of that is metaphysical or woo woo. It's just the amount of people who spontaneously heal, the amount of people who, who, uh, uh, you know, um, go into remission, the amount of people, uh, addictions deal with addictions, the amount of people who through their thoughts change their businesses, right? Because on days, on weeks, I don't meditate. I don't get clients. How do I explain that? I can't explain it other than the fact that I'm more in tune. You're like a radio, right? And if you're driving through the desert and you want to get 97.5, but you have it at 97.4, you're not going to get it. When you match up the dial on the radio with the frequency is out there, which might be your ideal clients, your ideal job, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What happens? 
the radio comes in an HD quality, right? So uh, it's that simple. It's it's not it, it's it's based in science. It's not it's not woo woo if you don't want it to be. And EFT, I got to tell you, there were some people in the boot camp who I didn't think uh, not you, Jennifer, but but there were some people in the boot camp. I'm like, they're never going to go for this, and they did it, and they're they're continuing to do it. And they're like, wow, you know, I I thought this stuff was crap, but it works. So the, the amazing thing about EFT is it really reduces and transforms the cortisol, okay? It calms the reptilian brain. And you talk about this, Kurt, and I do too. We've still got the reptilian brain, but if we turn around, we don't have a, a grizzly bear, which actually we're the badass here and we're killing people here about 100 years ago. Um, but our brains are not wired for happiness. We've got a negative bias. The negativity, it sticks to us. The goodness rolls off us like... Um, you know, like Teflon. So we've got to be, you talk about consistency. I talk about diligence. We got to be diligence in our practice. We, sure, we've got to be on the grind with our work, but we also got to be diligent in creating space and living in grace, breathing deep, experiencing peace. I like to use incantations. That's the yeah, way to remember. Yeah. It's not affirmations. <laughs> um, but we should do a little bit of tapping here. And I think Jennifer had a question. Yeah, go ahead. Jennifer went green there for a little bit. <laughs> I did. I was. I didn't have a question. I was just going to say one of the my experience with EFT. It was in the boot camp, and it was something that I knew about. And we've actually watched documentaries where we've like, you know, learned about it and all that. But I never practiced it. And a difference for me. And now I kind of I don't. I, I balance it with regular meditation and, and EFT, my mornings, um, and I kind of ask myself, what do I need today? Because what I find with EFT, different from meditation, when I'm struggling on tuning in and going inward, um, I the EFT helps me do that because it helps me focus differently. With meditation, it's already like I feel already inward a little bit and it almost I can help sink into it but the EFT helps me um center faster and get to that point where it's almost like I need to do EFT before I go into a meditation state to get the benefits of it yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that, that's wonderful and you know Jennifer everybody's different there's universal tourists but everybody's different and so you found for you the distinction that helps you to go into your meditation more effortlessly with grace and at a deeper level. And that's beautiful, you know, and we don't hear that from a lot of people. I think you, you said you do that also, Kurt. Yeah. Um, and you can also, so in, in terms of the meditation, Jennifer, that's about creating space, coming back to being, tapping into yourself, uh, which is great. It's moving beyond the vortex mind, but you can also tap around wonderful life and of life empowering opportunities, possibilities, or realities. And so, as I mentioned, coming down here today, I was like, you know, I was moving a little bit of energy, but I was also like, you know, I command my subconscious to guide me in empowering these people. Um, I tap into all my mastery. Um, you can also do tapping regarding, uh, have you ever done this one, Kurt? Something great's coming my way. I wonder what it is. Wow, it's already happening. <laughs> Wow, I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to call up Kurt and say, you won't believe. <laughs> but you can have fun with it in terms of moving the energy. So it can be the difficult stuff. It can also be the higher vibration, um, uh, you know, energy. And once again, 
Tapping is about moving energy, energy, frequency, and vibration. Uh, that's what runs the world. You mentioned earlier when, when you don't meditate, you're not being as engaged or getting new clients. But when you create space, new clients are appearing. Or you're writing seven albums. Or you're writing 10 albums in one year that you're releasing over seven years. So I'm really interested in unraveling the monkey mind and tapping in to the wisdom uh, within us. And just another adage, it's really true for me, Kurt. Uh, if I don't meet someone who is wiser than me or my equal, then I choose to move on a solitary path than to associate with fools. Okay. Now that's not being egotistical. I want to be around people I can learn from, mm. people that I can evolve from. And that's the amazing thing about being here in Sedona. When you first came to the conference, it was kind of like, whoa, man. But, but Kurt, found some of his people there and he's like wow i'm not in south carolina anymore you know i'm homeschooling my kid and todd says that's wonderful they're not going to have to unlearn a whole lot right yeah <laughs> yeah but but, but, yeah. But, but the environment right there's the set and setting there's the mindset and then there's the environmental setting and i i would say just personally that you've created an incredible shift in moving here to sedona and being able to connect with other people that are masters to you that you can learn from that you can connect with right um and it's difficult during these times but a question for everybody involved here do you is that one of your uh approaches do you seek out people that you can learn from that that can be uh, mentors to you that that can um help you to uh evolve to transform that's one of my great intentions that's Anybody how I connected with Kurt and why I connected with Kurt. <laughs> how about absolutely. you, Stephen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why I have a coach. That's why I I do networking. I connect with people who I know are, um, they've attained what it is that I'm working toward. You know, they're being the person that I'm uh, moving into uh, mm -hmm. as, a, as a, you know, as a ever evolving being. So, yeah, Absolutely. And Stephen and I like to text about Gaia Network, so we're both we're both crazy too. It's a it's, you know the, the Sedona, you know, the tinfoil hat. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly this is right. A, yeah, this is a yeah. transparent tinfoil hat. You just don't see it. We're, so we're all looking for happiness, but we're always chasing it with sensory pleasures. People are rushing, struggling, looking outside themselves. But just real, real briefly, um, just to kind of change the neural pathways here and shift it up. I'm going to give you four quick images regarding a unified theory of happiness, okay? The first one, and this fits so well into what we were talking about, is to have self-advocacy skills. Is that clear? Can you see that, folks? And this is what the tapping's all about. It's about emotional regulation, having ways of moving energy through our body. Secondly, and Kurt, this fits in so well with what we're talking about, you want to have a daily practice. Jennifer, you've got your daily mindfulness practice. Okay. Kurt does too. Steven, do you have a practice? <laughs> how about how about Chris, Chris or Tammy? Or Tammy. Do any of you have a daily mindfulness practice? And you could put it in the in the chat if you're uh, daily mind no, I don't really. Maybe like a five minute one in the morning, actually. Okay. Uh, so the third component of the unified theory of happiness, and I'm kind of wired this way, is to have positive perspective, okay? Kids laugh and have a lot more fun than adults. 
you know, I'm kind of wired that way, but I wasn't always, you know, as, as a, as a kid, I was pretty angry at the world and everything, but I've let it kind of come out. And one of my real great attributes is just to create joy. And it's all within me unleashing it. And the fourth component of the unified theory of happiness uh, right here, it says give, but I'm kind of shifting that into the universal truth of interconnectedness, mm-hmm. non-duality. Um, when we give and, and share, not only does it make for a better world, it takes us out of our monkey mind and it releases feel good chemicals within our brain that balance out the cortisol. So that's just kind of a quick snapshot of a unified theory of happiness that's influenced by the ancient masters. Yeah, and I think it, Chris wrote, I do, but I'm not finding it beneficial. One of the things that personally that I had to, and I've worked with some folks on their daily mindfulness practice is don't go into it like you're going out for a run and want to hit a certain time on your run. Right. Right. Don't go into it with a goal of you can be intentional without being, uh, I got to, I got to, I'm, I have to, I'm going to meditate and I have to become enlightened, you know, and then it's like you force it. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, on the meditation piece, one of the things that he focuses on is you focus on the breath and, and a belly breath and you bring it up, but he says he, to, to bring himself into it, especially if you, if you recognize that your mind's going off thinking about your to-do list or something is he says on, at, I, as I breathe in, I smile as I breathe out, I relax. And by focusing on the, the word smile and relax, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I lose myself and that's when I, when I'm fully present, when I wake up in the morning, there's some mornings where I'm like, I don't want to meditate. I don't want to go and sit because that's too. And I just said, just go and sit, just go and sit. Don't have any goal for it. And when you don't have a goal and you sit there and you just focus on your breath, that's when, you know, the Chinese have the term wei, which is spelled W U and then W I E or E I and it's effortless action and it's doing without doing. And so that's on the mindfulness practice, the thing that I have, I don't go in like, like I'm, like I'm going into work where like, I got to go, I got to go crush it. I got to go do this. I have a goal for it. I just go and sit. I don't have an expectation for it. Mm-hmm. And when I don't have an expectation, I get more out of it than, well, Kurt said mindfulness is good and he does mindfulness. Jennifer said she got this, re- this result from it. And so I got to get that result. Just go and sit. And, and bring it back to your breath and be present. And with EFT, it's the same thing. It's not like, it's not working. I, I tapped one or two times and I'm still anxious about that call with my mom. Just focus on it and be intentional without obsessing about a result. You know, I, I would also add, um, there we go. You know, I've got, I'm, I'm like a lot of people. I've got a really active mind. And so if you can't sit, you can do walking mindfulness and you can learn how to walk with your feet and not your head. And you can walk and just breathe. You can walk and know that you're touching the earth. That's something that I'll do here often. Even when I'm going on a hike, Kurt, or I'm out by Buddha Beach, which, of course, is an amazing spot. I'll I'll be like, oh, I'm getting caught up in the destination, what you talked about earlier. And it's like, no, slow down. I start my breathing practice for 15 minutes, walking in. I'm touching the earth. And then when I sit down there, I'm able to go in and do my own work for like 30 to 60 minutes. And I, I cannot, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't do a deep meditation, but I'm able to do the breath work. I'm able to come back to my body, body and mind are interconnected, and to create that space so I can live in grace, not to add more 
for 30 or 40 minutes out of my day because we're always adding, adding more, more information, more work, you know, back out, gone soon, busy, back soon. We call them back soon, back soon, busies. The Tao of Poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The busy, busy Baxen. Yeah. Have you read The Tao of Poo? That's another great book. Um, he talks about Winnie the Pooh. There's a thing about the Baxen and busy Baxen. And it's, uh, no, it's, it's Baxen busy. Baxen busy. Is that, yeah. Back out, gone soon, busy, back soon. That, yeah, right. But, but just creating space to live in grace, breathing deep to experience peace, and then finding what you can tap into within you. But we should probably do some tapping here. Yeah, man. let's do it. Um, does everybody know the tapping points? No, why don't we, why don't you? Okay. So we got the first one is the karate chop point. You know, we got, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I use a lot of humor in my work, but just tapping right here with what, how, how many fingers does it matter? I, I like to use about three and it's like homeopathic, uh, work. Less is more, but, um, and just, uh, you can repeat after me, uh, taking complete ownership of my life. Taking complete ownership of my life. I love and accept myself completely. I love and accept myself completely. Okay. Dwelling in the present moment. Dwelling in the present moment. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. Another day. Another day. So grateful to wake up. So grateful to wake up. Okay. And then the next point, we're going to kind of move up to the eyebrow here. Do you want to do this in tandem? You want to share some stuff, Kurt? Or sure. You take a lead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, let's say you had an anxious moment last night, right? Uh, I'll say, even though I'm anxious about that call with my mom, I love and accept myself, even though I'm anxious. And then I'll repeat that a couple times, you know. Uh, before meditation, you know, to Jennifer's point, if I, if I wake up and my mind's on fire, just with everything of the day, before I meditate, I'll just say, even though my mind's on fire, I love and accept myself. Even though my mind's on fire, even though my mind's on fire. And sometimes I got to slow myself down because I get really, I lose track and I get aggressive <laughs> and I'm going like, to give myself a concussion. So Less is more. Um, <laughs> but um, let's just go through it in kind of a nice, simple one. Uh, so um, please repeat after me. Moving energy. Moving energy. Moving chi. Moving chi. Reducing cortisol. Reducing cortisol. How wonderful. <laughs> okay, we're going to move to the side of our eye here. I choose grace. I choose grace. I choose breath. I choose breath. I choose being grounded. I choose being grounded. I'm here. I'm here. I'm learning. I'm learning. And I'm evolving. And I'm evolving. Okay. So moving down here. Ah, just taking a breath, everybody. I just did that organically. <laughs> taking a nostril breath. Kurt, you taught me that. I was doing the mouth breathing. Taking a deep breath while you're tapping. And breathe out anxiety, people. Keep tapping here. Taking a nostril breath if you can. And breathe out stress. One more time, taking a deep breath and release stress from your body and your mind. Okay, we're gonna move down here to the lip. My life. My life. 
There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But I choose. But I choose. To create space. To create space. To come back. To come back. To me. To me. To dwell. To dwell. In the present moment. In the present moment. Because that's all there is. Because that's all there is. Not getting lost in the past. Not getting lost in the past. In the past. In the past. Or worried about the future. Or worried about the future. The present moment. The present moment. A moment of power. A moment of power. Okay. So moving down to the chin here. Grounding. Grounding. Anchoring. Anchoring. And balancing. And balancing. Better mental circulation. Better mental circulation. Better chi. Better chi. In my body. In my body. In my mind. In my mind. Okay, next point is here. This is kind of by the heart. My heart. My heart. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for keeping me alive. All these years. All these years. I never think about you. I never think about you. You work for me. You work for me. Day and night. Day and night. And I haven't always. And I haven't always. Treated you well. Treated you well. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I accept you. I accept you. I honor you. I honor you. And I take better care of you. And I take better care of you. A little bit less wine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a few more of this. Oh, next point is is here. It's kind of uh, right here. Balancing. Balancing. Healing. Healing. Aligning. Aligning. Moving energy. Moving energy. Better circulation better circulation in my mind in my mind in my body in my body they're interconnected they're interconnected and i'm grateful and i'm grateful for moving this energy for moving this energy in this day in this day okay next point i like to use i don't know if some of these are esoteric for you but it's like uh you know handcuffs or whatever uh releasing releasing the past the past releasing releasing the future the future releasing releasing old stories old stories old pain bodies old pain bodies and stress and stress and coming back and coming back to the here and now to the here and now okay this is triple burner this is a real esoteric do you know this point mm, okay no, this, is, no. this is really esoteric um balancing balancing healing healing and aligning and aligning i'm grateful I'm grateful. Preparing myself. Preparing myself. For a wonderful day. For a wonderful day. By creating space. By creating space. And living in grace. And living in (laughs) grace. Breathing deep. Breathing deep. Dwelling in peace. And dwelling in peace. Finally, we go up to the crown chakra. I choose. I choose. Presence. Presence. Wisdom. Wisdom. Being grounded. Being grounded. Being grateful. Being grateful. And being here and being here right now right now this moment this moment creates creates a powerful future a powerful future in body in body soul soul in spirit and spirit okay and just take a moment everybody when we're done keep your eyes closed taking a nostril breath and just notice what you feel just take a moment of space here
taking just a couple of breaths. Another deep nostril breath, if you're able to. And if, if anybody wants to share um, the experience of us doing it collectively, which is very powerful, let us know what's on your mind. Todd, there's, you know, if you, if you Google it or you do certain things, there's different pressure points. And I have one guy did each finger, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll do this one here. Is the order important? And, you know, the, the various pressure points, mm -hmm. does it have to be repeated? You know, obviously the sayings we said today that can differ, but mm -hmm. but the, the the different pressure points. Well, everybody's different. I like to experiment, and I'm always you know we need to wire new neural pathways. So I've experimented, in, but in terms of the protocol, I like to go. I like to start here. Uh, it's the basic protocol, and I shared a few esoteric esoteric points that came from Dawson Church, kind of an mm -hmm. insider in terms of. This, the triple burner, the crown. Also, a really deep one. Are you aware of this one here where you put your hand? Go ahead and do it just to demonstrate. Yeah. But no, put your hand there. Everyone can try this. And then tri triple burn oh. on top of that. That's very powerful for releasing emotions in our heart, like sadness, pain, or grief. But to answer your question, I, I do like that protocol, but I'm always experimenting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experimented with going and then trying different sides no, no. Uh, it, well not on purpose i'd forgotten and went back and done <laughs> yeah but I, i'm always yeah. like trying counterintuitive ways um i know a woman who's a you know very busy professional woman and she goes to board meetings sometimes blah 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 you know didactogenic um and she'll just do some light tapping on her heart nobody people don't really yeah. notice right um you can also do this underneath the table if you need to at a meeting mm -hmm. um but I like to use that protocol, but I'm always interested in the esoteric parts. When I'm driving, sometimes I can't tap yeah. certain points. So I'll kind of come back. Um, when I work with that real masterful woman in the New Mexico wilderness, she intuitively knew, and she wouldn't do the protocol. It, it had a lot of uh, the distinctions that we've shared, but she would just kind of customize it because she was tapped into me, and she kind of knew that we need to go here. Mm. We need to go with your heart. Um, but she would almost always close with the crown chakra there. Anyone have any any questions or or feedback as we as we ran through that and about other I ways have, you use it? Yeah, Tammy. I have a question. Um, just you know how you remember all of it, or just I have a, I, I I know the value of all this, and it definitely helps me. I just felt very relaxed after doing that with everybody. Um, but it's just like sometimes I like to turn off my technology to help me chill or calm down and. Do I, do I write this down? Like, how does it actually practically become a practice? That makes sense. Um, well, T Tammy, um, once again, it's just to trust the process. I use some video tutorials um, from people online, from my, my masterful teacher. But then I went to some tutorials. But then it just becomes innate. It, it becomes wired in, in terms of new neural pathways. Once again, the, the really deeper work in terms of transition and transform your life is releasing the old blocks that we carry primarily from childhood. If you really want to change your life, 
if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you want to um, clear the headaches, or and on a deeper level, and this is so true, the the grief uh, from the, the the divorce or the abuse, it's going back, tapping, going into it. But the wonderful thing is. You don't have to do 20 or 30 years of talk therapy. And, you know, I was trained in talk therapy. I think it's great short term. But, Kurt, if you do it for years and years, and I know a wonderful woman who did it for 40 years, and she, when she passed away, she never cleared anything. All you're doing with talk therapy after 10 or 20 years, I shouldn't laugh, is you're, you're rehearsing the story and you're firing the same neural pathways, yeah. the pain, my mom, my mom. You I, know? Call, I call it marinating and bullshit. You know, it's like <laughs> it seeps into the inner meat past the skin and then you just keep reliving it rather than clearing it out. I, Tammy, one thing is, you know, the wording that Todd used don't you don't have to memorize that and and for me when i got started it was very kind of targeted and and i kept it simple to even though i have back pain right now i love and accept myself mm -hmm. so i would go in very targeted about that something that was bothering me you can do it positivity the exact wording to me isn't as important like you didn't have to memorize everything todd did there but there are certain pieces of it that you can, and you can mix and match for what works for you, yeah. you know, on the negative side and clearing out the negativity, it can be very specific. Even though uh, I have a migraine right now, I love and accept myself, even though, you know, whatever, but you can also mix in, I'm very grateful this morning, I'm, you know, in, in, into a relaxing piece. So on that piece, I don't think it's right. But, it's, yeah. know, but, but Kurt, what I, the deeper work folks is, um, Let's say anxiety, okay? So, you know, um, taking complete ownership of my life, I'm feeling anxious again. Anxiety, well, I've been feeling that for 40 years. It's come back, I recognize it, I accept it, I'm investigating it, that's the deeper work. I'm moving the energy, but the deeper work that I did was anxiety. Where does the anxiety come from? Oh, it's an old pattern. It comes from childhood. I learned it from my mother, the anxiety, the world isn't safe, there's money struggles. But to go to do the deeper work, Tammy, and once again, you don't have to do it for years and years. For me, it was three months. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it was three-hour sessions with this woman. I was blown open when we were done. I just went back home. But how many of you are willing to change your life in three months and, and to drop stuff that you've been carrying for 30, 40, or 50 years? That's the commitment or the diligence and also the risk you've got to take mm. if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. If enough is enough, if you want to transform your life, if you want to heal, if you want to evolve. Um, Absolutely.